and a big welcome to all of you out there. Uh, and uh, today we have a very special guest. It's Heidi Malloy. A big welcome to you here today. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm so excited to hear about your journey with horses. Where did it all begin? It began when I was about three or four at my um, family farm. We only had cows. It was a cow farm. And um, I started riding one of the cows that we fed on the bottle. And I told my, I for forever, I rode her probably for about a year. And she thought she was a dog. She would jump on the back of the truck. And, you know, I mean, bottle fed baby. You know how they are. So, and then apparently, I, I remember riding the cow, but I don't remember all the stories. But apparently I told my daddy, I didn't want to be a cowgirl. I want to be a horse girl. So we got my first pony from my local Hilltoppers Pony Club, Miss um, Peg, who um, I actually got to see. She's 96 now. I got to see her two weekends ago. Um, she's doing well. But um, she got me my first pony, not just peanuts. And we got her for free. And she, um, wow. yeah, she was about 16, 17 when I got her and had done eventing and little 13 hand Welsh pony. That was a magic thing. Mean as the devil, but magic <laughs> <laughs> wow. worse yeah. than the cow <laughs> oh yes the cow was great compared to that but peanut I fell off probably the first three years every day I rode I rode every every day wow. um, I was a teeny tiny thing we didn't have arenas daddy just put me up there and I just <laughs> bebop around until I fell off and I get back on and do it again and so that's how it all kind of started and then I joined pony club and they had to make me up a new rating, a D1A, because it's usually just D1, but I was so little, they had to make me up a kind of a fake one um, <laughs> for me to start. And then, um, so yeah, that's that's where it all began. <laughs> wow, what a journey. <laughs> yes, yes. So what are you working with today? Well, since then, I continued throughout Pony Club. I also am a silver medalist vaulter. Um, I started vaulting in 1990 and um, earned my silver medal. And I um, got to be one of the um, 40 people in the U.S. demonstrate in the 96 Olympics. So that was also really cool. It was part of the friendship team. Um, and the friendship team still does stuff today. The American Vaulting Association. So vaulting and then I did Gymkhana games and eventing was pretty much my my past of everything um with the vaulting we started um volunteering with uh Camp Sunshine it was a cancer camp for um children and teenagers and so we started doing a vaulting group there every summer so that's kind of how I got into therapeutic writing and really having a like strong need to want to help others and do that type of thing so Journey through, I graduated from University of Georgia and they didn't have degrees back then that had to do with horses, but now they, of course they do. So I just have um, a history degree that does nothing with what I do in life. But um, so now I'm the head instructor at a coning therapeutic riding and um, I teach therapeutic riding at my PATH certification for CTRI and for interactive vaulting. And I'm also, um, almost have my horse guided empowerment. It's another model that I've been working on and I'm about to graduate from that. That's what I've been working on the past six months. And um, so, yeah, that's pretty much, I have nine horses, six of which are mine that work in the program. Um, <laughs> so. 
yeah and what what be, breed uh, is that um well i have a very wide range of breeds my from big to small i have a halflinger pony that's 23 um and so she's short and stocky so she can carry we let her carry around 100 pounds or so but since she's short it's very helpful and then i just got a new little pony named bullet it's a little welsh pony and he is about 16 and he's maybe 13 hands he's perfect all the little kids love him um he's just and then he might turn into a games pony too one day but right now he's just doing therapeutic riding um then i have a frisian Pertron cross and she does vaulting and she also can carry some of our heavier riders just because she's about two thousand pounds um she's a good girl she's she puts up with a lot and then lets all three of us get on her, like three kids at a time, and do tricks and they love it. And it's, it's very empowering. And then two quarter horses. Um, one is a retired bronze level dressage horse. He has early onset arthritis in his hind end, but the therapy, he can walk, trot and canter perfectly and has a great time. And, um, and then a paint, a paint quarter horse too. And then two thoroughbreds. Um, my, my my heart horse one of my thoroughbreds kitty he is nine now i got him when he was four straight off the track we did the retired racehorse project um in which he got second in out of 150 people in dressage i was very proud and i thought i was going to sell him at the end of it and i just he just i couldn't and um he <laughs> and he's probably not what you would imagine to be a therapeutic riding horse but he started it when he was young and he just has a heart for it and wants to please me. And he actually does some of my most um, physically severe riders, ones that are um, paralyzed in wheelchairs. He has a seeing impaired lady that he does. Um, I have to back ride with him, with one of my clients. And so it's all of the horses have, they're, they're all big impasse. And then another paint quarter horse and then an Appaloosa. So a little bit of everything. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> yes. So you you also um, work with vaulting now. Uh, so you you help others to to do it, or you're still working in it yourself, or yes, ma'am, both. I teach and I um I coach and I um do it myself still. Wow. And I do a lot of horse horse yoga too. All my horses love horse yoga. Um, on top of them and beside them, <laughs> and I do it with my clients. I have about 50-ish clients, I think around 54, around 40 to 45, you know, that come on a regular basis. I have some that come every other week. My youngest is four. My oldest is 72, I believe. Okay. Um, so a wide range. And they all have, you know, um, different different things that we're working through, just depending on it's it's situational with everyone um different abled bodies and individuals that just are looking to for to heal with horses and so that's what i try to help do and me and my me and my herd try to help heal so yeah, yeah have, horses uh, are, are great to that yes ma'am so we um serve physical development emotional well-being cognitives um it helps with cognitive disorders and stuff and development sensory stress relief horses are just magical for everything i think yeah <laughs> yeah that's right so 
Are you working all by yourself or do you have help? Or? Um, very fortunately, I have the best assistant in the world and she is um, also my bar manager. She lives on site and um, she is just wonderful. She came to me about almost a year ago now. And I think around Christmas, it'll be a year. She came into my life and wanted to get her um, path CTRI therapeutic writing certification. So she's been in the journey of that since then. And um, come to find out we had never crossed paths, but my trainer that I had growing up who um, unfortunately passed away of um, a massive heart attack at 60 years old on the horse. And wow. yes. And so she was very dear to me. And, um, but um, Raya, that's my assistant's name. She came right after that, after I'd already had not been at the barn anymore after Amia's passing um, and had her vest on. And I was like, oh, that vest is very familiar. And she's like, oh, this was Mia Dyrimples. And I was like, oh my goodness, not a book that made me almost cry. And so um, she, we just barely missed pass. And so that was really cool. And she actually gave me her vest and I was like, okay, we're best friends. Yes, you were going to be the best assistant ever. And she's turned out to be amazing. And so she's on her journey trying to get her certifications finished. It's um, kind of a, it's not that it's a long process. She's got most of it done. It's just, you know, working with PATH and they only offer a couple of certifications like that you have to take the big test like twice a year. So hopefully we'll have that done in February or March of next year. And then she'll start teaching with me. And um, we have an amazing group of volunteers that come out. Um, okay. The president, the president of our board, um, it's Oconee Therapeutic Writing. And the president of our board, Miss um, Joey, she comes out so much and helps and is always there and will ride the horses and do anything I need. And she also is my volunteer coordinator and she is, we're very close to the University of Georgia. So luckily we kind of do programs through the school where they can do community service hours out with us. So we usually have a big group that come out and have to do like 20 or so hours um, in a semester. Right now we have two lovely interns that come and help and um, are in the, some type of either special needs health development um, or um, things that would physical therapy, speech therapist, OT, any type of um, schooling that would lead to those jobs. They, they end up coming out and working with us. So that's also a very, very nice that we have. And, but we also offer the volunteer opportunity to everyone in the community, um, even to my students, once they get 14, and older, they are also allowed to start volunteering um, up to their abilities. You know, some of them may actually be able to sidewalk and lead horses, while others might be doing stall work or being greeters. And so we try to just kind of include everyone and make it a big family. So that's fantastic. I, I have heard a lot for for <laughs> others I have had on podcasts that you have a lot with volunteers and I think we can learn a lot from you here in Europe we we don't have the same community in this way and it sounds amazing to me thank you and what a lot of our volunteers say too um and especially the ones in college and then my ones that are not, but they get to get away from school for a little bit and they get to brush the horses. So it's almost a therapy for them too, just being out where it's peaceful and quiet and in the country and just time away and the joy that working with the students, um, 
brings to them. They usually find their favorite, you know, students that they like to come work with. And, and then they get a bond with the horses too. And usually we keep at least, you know, a handful of them that keep coming back even after they finish their class hours. Um, and then next weekend we have uh, my alumni pony club. They're bringing out a group of about 20 people to come do tack cleaning and anything that we need done with the horses. Um, so we reach out to all sorts of stuff. And it, it's just really nice that I think everybody learns and it makes you feel better to be helpful and, and being with horses in nature and taking it all in is just, I think, a, yeah. a beautiful. Being together and being with the horses is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also for you, it must be a, a good help to have these people around. Yes, most of the time, yes. <laughs> <laughs> also well, a know. bit of work, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Well, you, know. you know how that always is. Like That's the good thing with my assistant. I don't really have to, we can kind of talk without talking to each other, but you know, when you have your hands and so keeping everybody organized and making sure they have something to do and you know, it's a lot on top of having, making sure the students and the horses and oh, you know how it is with horses, um, <laughs> making sure they're happy, healthy and ready to go. Um, yeah. We also have a wonderful farrier. I love him to death. And um, my horses all get chiropractic care every three months and um, also body work massage every three months. Well, they're on a wow. rotation schedule. So um, I would like well, to be a horse there. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, and I, I have no money, but my animals are all fruit trees. Yes, really well. the massage and all. <laughs> um, well, they need it. I do, yeah. I do try to do my barefoot feet myself, um, just to kind of save myself a little bit of money, but, yeah. um, but it, the body work, I have a cribber, one of my horses, Caspian, he's a cribber. Okay. So, um, but he's great to use for to even to, I mean, he's wonderful. He, he does lower level venting and, um, and all therapy stuff, but it's his self soother. So I use him as a tool for some of my students that do have anxiety and things that they have to do to self-soothe or self-harm and he's a very good teacher and like you know when he when you tighten his girth he wants to crib and I've never met a horse that will crib on people on metal on wood on anything and I've had him since he was six he's 15 now and that horse and so it's just it's something he does to self-soothe so he does see the bodywork lady Miss Gale every every month um and then um, it, it just really helps him release his TMJ and he gets spoiled, but I feel these guys, it's hard enough being a horse and, you know, do having one person that rides you and this is what we do. And you're used to that person, but having a lot of different people on you that have emotional and, and physical differences and may not be balanced or may not be kind at some times or, and not that I don't mean to be kind, but you know, yeah. I know different things in it and so they they put up with a lot and I just I feel I need to give back because they're athletes at the end of the day and and I with my program I teach to my students abilities to ride horses not to their special needs um that they come to me for so I have some students that are walk shot cantering and jumping while others I have that you know just walk and have side leaders um sidewalkers and a leader um, sometimes I start my program and it's all groundwork to start. Um, one of my students, she has been with me for probably about six months now. And we just started riding. Um, she has a seizure disorder 
but her doctors have released her to be able to ride. Um, but it's still, she's an adult. And so she, it's not like it's a little kid you can just pull off. So it, oh. it's, it's kind of, you know, and, but she's her daddy, she is in her forties. And her daddy said that I made a little girl's dream come true. And it just, we all about cried when he said that, because it was just beautiful to finally get her up on a horse and her be able to do something she's always wanted to do. Um, so we have a wide range and, you know, and it's a lot of just kind of stretching and doing yoga stuff and just sitting and loving on the horse and that type of things. Mm, sounds great. Yeah. How is it, how is your climate? Do you have a, a riding house or are you outside always? We are outside always. We don't have an indoor. We do have our two little barns. So we tack and brush. My mm. students also um, they learn how to horse knowledge, how to tack, how to groom to their ability. Um, and, you know, we do bareback pads, English. We would do, I do have Western saddles, but we mainly do English. Um, I have vaulting surf singles, but I, I push bareback a lot because I really want them to feel the movement of the horse. Mm -hmm. And even my ones that are doing more advanced riding, I'm like, you can ride bareback, then you can ride anyway. And, um, and they always see me on my thoroughbred. I ride him. When I was talking about Kitty, with just a rope around, piece of leather around his neck and bareback and jump him and walk trot canter. And they're like, but if anybody else got on him and tried to do that, would not be the case because he is a very opinionated. <laughs> he loves his mommy. Um, but we do not have a cupboard, but we have 22 acres. And we have, we just moved to this new facility in March of last year. So we have a grass arena that we have lots of games set up, like a basketball goal. We have a big connect four, bending poles. And then we have a jump arena. That's another grass arena and another area. And then we have our trails. So we have cleared out through the woods and it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing is we have to take our walking stick to get down the spider webs that come up in the path. But um, we have, we through the 22 acres, we go on lots of trail rides and that's how we get out of the weather. It gets very hot here in the summer. Um, so we did a lot of water games. We have a, out of um, those little uh, things that you float on, the cheap little tubes that you float on. We can put water hose through them and put holes in them. So we made a waterfall that the horses and the kids could walk through. We use sprinklers and I let them play in the water before they get on the horses and all the horses just, they love water. I'm lucky that all my love water except for one. Um, so that we spend a lot of time in the water and walking in the shade and so I hardly do have to cancel in the summer due to the heat, just because we do have the trails and shade and water games. Yeah. And then, and in the winter, it gets, doesn't get terribly cold here. We might get one snow and it gets freezing for me. My coveralls on and tons of clothes because I'm out there for about 10 hours, but all the students, they're there for about an hour. So it's not that bad. Um, no. We do have our tack room is enclosed. So we have a heater in that so everybody can get warm. And I used to have the hot hands that they can put. And half the kids steal my clothes because I have tons of layers because I never know how the day is going to turn. Well, it's been about 40 degrees in the morning here and then 85 by the afternoon. So it's stripping off clothes all day right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of just do whatever and. And all my parents are um, guardians are the ones that are old enough. We, we kind of adjust. Sometimes we may not ride quite as long. We might do some unmounted stuff with our, our, our sessions. We also have an equisizer. It's a moving horse barrel thing that we can uh, 
it's they're really cool and then i have my vaulting barrel in one of the stalls i made into kind of a playroom gym so there's other things that we can do if storms come about super hot and, um so we try to do other unmounted type things grooming and um yeah. yes because wow. i think it's important to learn everything not just the the riding part so that's right. That's right. And and for the kids as well, yeah, be around the horses and and learn some stuff. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Sounds sounds like a big great family. <laughs> yes, we we have become that. And um, next weekend we have our Halloween fun show. Oh. So everyone's gonna dress up with. They can. We we only have the nine horses, but only. I think only seven are probably going to participate. I have a couple that are going to be like, no, thank you with all the stuff. <laughs> They're good with things, but they like, like my costume's pretty intense. And I think I would definitely scare one of my horses, which, cause I'm a spider Gwen. And then my horse is Spidey horse. And I've made all these legs that come off of it. And it's, it's pretty intense. So, but we're going to have a little fun show where everyone gets to dress up themselves and then their horse and then we're making stick horses this week out of socks and um, mop poles. And yeah. so in between, when the next group is getting their horses ready, everyone else is going to do stick horse pony games of Gymkhana and yeah. um, like in bobbing for apples with their little stick horses um, in that way. So we just about every quarter, we try to do something fun for the families to all come out and get together and mingle together and have that interaction too. Sounds a lot of fun. Yes, we're looking forward to it. So yeah, can imagine. Oh wow! <laughs> and and how is the how is the connection with? Are you outside town or you are in uh, in connection with the town or or something? We are um, around thirty minutes from Athens, Georgia, which is in the U.S. and which is. It's a college town, but it's still, it has a, it's still, it's medium size. There's okay. lots of country all around it. You drive mm-hmm. 20 minutes and you're in the country. Um, so there's a little town called Watkinsville near us. Atlanta is about an hour and a half. And that's the um, capital of Georgia. So that's kind of the city part. Um, but I do have some students that drive up to an hour to get to me. Most are within 30 minutes. Um, okay. But it's, everyone seems to enjoy coming out that way and getting away from kind of traffic and yeah. it being quiet. Um, our old location was a little bit closer to town. It was on a busier highway. Um, so we had to deal with kind of louder stuff. But now that we're like kind of further down in the country, which we're closer to some people, a little bit further from others, but it's yeah. so peaceful and quiet. And it's just, I think it makes a better atmosphere for the therapeutic or just for writing in general and having that kind of peaceful, just serene setting. So, yeah, absolutely. Wow. So, if if people wants to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Um, we have a Facebook group. Um, it's Oconee Therapeutic Writing. Um, it's kind of hard to spell Oconee, but I can smell that too. And then we also have our website that's about to be launching. We've um, been working on it since we moved to our new location um, and changed over our name. It's, um, but it'll be OconeeTherapeuticWriting.org. Um, and 
we're, we're, we're really excited about that getting loaded and launched. It's, I have it in previews right now, so it's, it's really close. Um, so hopefully by the time that this comes out, Matt will be ready for everyone. Um, also by email, um, mouth of, um, word of mouth and different things like kind of, um, we also do a lot of things with local school groups where we have their special needs classes come in and do a grooming and a horse leading type things. And we try to do reach outs to the community. Um, we are a 501c3. So even people that are not close to us that can't come out and help volunteer visit like in person, um, we always need donations. We have, I have, like I said, around 50 students, about 50% of them are on scholarship. Um, their scholarships range from paying nothing to maybe paying half or five. it could be any, you know, whatever they can afford, we, we do. Um, so the horses and the students are always, you know, that, that's one of the things that we, we take pleasure in is being able to, to help people that um, can't always afford to do the riding. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> that's a big thing. Yeah. As you said, riding and horses is expensive, and and especially today. Yeah. So. Um, no, it's that's everything's going up. That's yeah. I know. I'm like I need to go to the chiropractor, but I'm like oh no, my three horses have to do that this weekend. So you <laughs> I'm not going. Place yourself in the row there between the horses. I'm like, can I be a horse for the day? Yes. yes. I'll just settle with my Epsom salt baths. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It has been a, a pleasure to talking to you, really. Uh, I, I love your energy and I, I'm sure that it's, it's a perfect place to be and, and uh, do all these special things. So thank you very much for coming here today and share with us. And uh, thank you very much for you out there who have been here and listened and seen this. And please subscribe to the channel so we can carry on and see some new people next week. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. It was great. I enjoyed it. Thank you and bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.